this an Ace Attorney fancast. I'm Stephanie, and I finally beat Great Ace Attorney Chronicles 2 Resolve. I'm Michelle, and I finally beat Great Ace Attorney Chronicles 2 Resolve. I did it. We, we did, did it. it. It's done. Huzzah. Done. What's the time to beat? Two years? <laughs> It was kind of funny because when the credits rolled on this and they went back to like the first case, I was like, yeah, that was this game, huh? <laughs> I know. But it, we did it. We finally did it. There's no news. Uh, this There's no news. There's no news. There's the news no is we finally news. did it. And so we're going to recap this bad boy for ya all. Yeah. So um, final case. Let's see you on the other side. So uh, the last case is called The Resolve of Ryunosuke Naruhoto. Um, so, as a reminder to everyone, the last case, Twisted Karma and His Last Bow, is... I think it's bow. bow? I think it's Twisted Karma and His Last Bow. Hmm. Either one, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but bow makes less sense. I just thought it was super Japanese, to be honest. That's that's how I read it. But it could be last bow. Either way, the last case and this case, as a reminder, are the same case. They're the same case. So we left off, we had just had a conversation with Iris about uh, how our daddy is, might be her daddy, and then we didn't talk about it. You remember that last sentence yeah, Michelle she, said. And then we didn't fucking talk about it. And our daddy, Mikotoba and Herlock were like, we must go do dumb things. And uh, yeah. we whoosh, said, whoosh, 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 whoosh. that's okay, daddy. You go have fun with Herlock. We'll talk about your potential infidelity to my dying mother a different time. Uh, <laughs> that's how we left it. So. That's how we left it. So this case uh, starts off uh, day two of the trial. So Susato's kind of distracted, and she gives us a Susato flip. And Von Zeeks comes, and he's like, Hey, thank you for defending me, and you have integrity. Ah, character growth. Uh, Iris shows up, and she's distracted also, and she's got a tea for Von Zeeks, and she kind of stares at him. And she's like, Oh, you look pretty subdued. And she goes, Uh, don't worry about it. Here, take this rabbit keychain for good luck. Bye, and she leaves. And she says, pull on the ears when you have no other choice left in the trial. And she's like, I can't stay. And we're like, where's Herlock? She goes, who knows? Bye-bye. So we go into the courtroom, and instead of our very kind British judge, we have Lord Strongheart on the bench. (sighs) Things are more at stake now. So now we have Strongheart, and Strongheart doesn't have a normal gavel. This continues to grate on me for the rest of the case. I You don't like his this. unicorn staff? His fucking unicorn staff gavel pisses me off and sounds terrible. I do think it's very funny, though, because in previous scenes, he has had, like, a walking cane. Yeah. And we see, again, later in this case, flashbacks of him with that walking cane. And which is, now he pulls out of nowhere a walking cane with a fucking unicorn's head on top, which, of course, as we know, eliminates its functionalness as a walking cane. Yeah, because it's got a pointy top. Because it's got a big old spike sticking out of it. And then, like, what about male strongheart reads unicorn to you? I don't know. No, not nothing for me. Not, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then instead of, like, a normal, like, gavel sound, it's just metal on metal. I hate it. Yeah, it's the, the gavel is... I don't understand why he has this unicorn staff, but I you don't know, know what what are you what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. So we recap the last case and where it left us. So we want to know if Gregson was killed earlier than we thought because that's where we were. We were, weren't sure if Gregson 
what time he was killed. Because if he was killed earlier and then chilled to fudge his time of death, uh, is what we're, like, kind of presenting. So Kazuma calls Gina to the sand. Gina says the Yard found this little book with details of secret missions Gregson has been working on. Gregson was looking to smuggle goods the day in question that he was killed, and witnesses said they saw Von Zeke's there as well. And the place that they were talking about was called The Grouse. And the notebook was uh, in, a, in a, they were like, well, where does this notebook come from anyway? Like, it's it's too convenient, right? And it's like, oh, it's in a false bottom of a drawer. We, I found, you know, found it. And the the grouse is a smuggling uh, gentleman's club. Uh, and people were like, well, we can't, so we, they, were, they, they threw a fuss about telling us the name of it. Because they're like, well, we're going to try to bust it again. So we don't want to give it away in case somebody in this room tips them off. Mm-hmm. Which, the, 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 as a reminder, the whole audience is, um upper nobility and judicial people yeah judiciary because this is a closed case but of course we keep letting fucking non you keep letting foreigners in but aside from that <laughs> yeah uh but anyway so Cosmo's like let's just say the name so that's it's it's called the grouse so uh but we're like well that's interesting because professor Mikotoba was on a ship called the ss grouse so um it's it's the same name as the club, and we know Gregson was investigating the ship because his bloody stabbed trunk had his passport to France marked the day before on there. So right. we're like, actually, we he wasn't at that club. He was at a ship with the same name. Von Zeke was like, I had a tip off that I of the grouse, and I thought it was the club, so that's why I was at the club. Everyone saw him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we look more into the SS Grouse. It was docked in... Um, Dunkirk? How do you say that? Dunkirk. Dunkirk, thank you. It was in, Fran- in France and on Dunkirk the night before arriving in Britain. Uh, Kazuma has this big, like, laugh in relief or whatever. Um, yeah, Kazuma's taking, and I don't want to say, like, the classic prosecution, because it's not, nothing about how Kazuma conducts himself in this trial is classic prosecution for Ace Attorney, but Kazuma's like, haha, I'm so glad you figured it out, basically. Like, like I uh, knew you do it, boyo. Like I, yeah, great job, my best friend. There's no, I had no doubt in my mind you'd be able to figure out my li- puzzle of lies such to get you to this point. <laughs> the whole the whole presentation of Kazuma here is Gregson went over to that boat because he needed to kill someone, but he failed, so he so he was killed in return by no one else than the Reaper by the Reaper who is for Baravonzeks Baravonzeks, which is the the. The one trick pony that Kazuma always comes back to. Yeah. Uh, Gina looks at the book and she's like, well, there's a target name here and it's a name I can't pronounce. Uh, and it's what we learn is it's Seshiro Jigoku, the judge, the, judge. the, Japanese, the judge. Japanese judge. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we're like, he's not dead. He's here in London. And Kazuma's like, Gregson failed when he turned over to London. But, well, Cause yeah, you, you see him, he's alive. Gregson failed. Von Zeke then kills him when he came back. Right now, Von Zeke's is mad and he's slamming his leg on tables. Yeah. I've, I've... Um, so we do this thing a lot, too, in this case, which is everyone kind of goes, pulls it, which is kind of classic Ace Attorney, but I feel like we do it a lot, is everyone pulls it out and goes, Gina here is repeating rumors she's heard from the Yard, a book of unconfirmed origins. This trial is going as scripted as the prosecution wants. Like, Kazuma says, like, if you think of, like, you're going to become the Reaper yourself at this point. You just want revenge on me, Von Zeke's, because your dad was killed by me because I prosecuted that case. Uh, we're like, hey, can Von Zeke's take the stand? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but Gina retestifies with Von Zeke's there. 
in this next next set of uh testimony, uh, he says that Gregson was there is a Reaper. Von Zeke, I've, I'm Von Zeke. I've been investigating, trying to figure out who the Reaper is. All I've been able to deduce is Gregson is one arm of the Reaper. Uh, Von Zeke had foreman's of the of, of where Gregson was and was when he wasn't there. So he was doing his best to try to figure out what the hell was Gregson doing as part of the Reaper conglomerate. Because that's what uh, Von Zeke believes is the Reaper is not one person, it's an organization. And Gregson is part of it. Oh, oh so during this too... Um, they repeat themselves a lot in this case. So once again, they're saying like he went to the, I, I thought the grouse, I thought went to the gentleman's club, but turns out he was on that ship. Um, and Kazuma lets it slip here that he knew that the passport in Gregson's trunk, even though we never told him or anybody that that's where the passport was. And that's how we knew Gregson was in France. Mm-hmm. So we're like, Kazuma, you let something slip. Uh, and so Gina's looking at the book again, being like, I know this is his, I know this is, um, Gregson's book. I know this is real. And the name Asha Shin keeps appearing over and over again. The last entry was October 31st, but it didn't have a name next to it, just question marks. Um, which makes sense because at this point, Asha Shin slash Giselle Brett is dead. So we don't know who the assassin is. Gregson doesn't know either. Um, but apparently Gregson's passport is good for two people. It's good for yeah. two people. Don't have to list the second name. Who gives a shit about that? Yeah. Absolutely fucking wild. So we, we are like, hmm. Wow. National security? I don't know her. <laughs> I feel like my notes aren't coherent, but like it's because the case just jumps out and throws facts and they talk about them for a long time and then goes back. At this point in this case, I was getting stuck constantly. And I think that... You're right. Like, it's, I stopped getting stuck after, like, after this starting part, but the starting part of this case, like, is just, like, getting stuck, getting stuck, getting stuck. So your notes may be completely correct. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, we're like, oh, okay, this whole thing about Gregson. Okay, cool. And it's like, also, let's go back to the book about Gregson. Okay, we go through that. And then it was like, oh, now we're talking about Strongheart was Jikoku's mentor when he was here in Britain. And we're like, oh, Jikoku had a trial with the professor, because we're back to the professor, of course. Mm-hmm. And he broke the sand stand and he said mean stuff about Britain. So he was like retried and had to leave the country 10 years ago, you know? Right. With the thought that I think what we're trying to prove here is that Jigoku was prosecuted by... Baron von Zeeks, even if it was for a minor offense of breaking the the stand in the courtroom, and so he was he fits the M.O. of the Reaper, which is to say, someone who was tried by Baron von, Baron von Zeeks, right? Yeah. So, uh, so basically, they were establishing like, oh, there. This is what the whole thing is establishing who the Reaper is in the long arm, and yes, yes, that Baron von Zeeks told Gregson. You need to go kill Jokoku. He's on his way back. He escaped me 10 years ago, but he's coming back. Right. We say this is stupid. Kazuma says the Reaper is stupid, and Gina objects to all of this. <laughs> uh, she's having a hard time. Gina, Gina's... I feel so bad for Gina. Gina is having the worst day again. She, again, her, her boss Gregson is dead, and he, she's crying and begging us, please, he wasn't a part of this. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Gina's like the most sympathetic character in all of this. She's just trying to do her best for the guy who saved her from destitute, you know? Yeah. Okay, so Strongheart insults Gina, though, calling her a slum kid. That she would never make it as a detective. So, like, also that. And she's gonna have to turn in her, like, warrant card after this. And she's like, I've had enough of you liars. We're like, hey, wait, hold up, though. Like, I, I'm sorry, Gina. I, 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 this is really hard, but Gregson was clearly a part of something. Um, 
But we're like, but hey, Kazuma, how did you know about the passport in the trunk that we never told you about? Well, we never told him, and then the trunk never fell into the prosecution's hands because the trunk right. was at the scene of the crime. It was stolen by Sandwich the Sandwich Man. Gina recovered it from Sandwich the Sandwich Man, and then we immediately took it from Gina. The, the trunk has never been in the custody of the prosecution. Correct. And he goes, LOL, yeah, that's because I was on the boat in france yeah <laughs> cosmo's like lol it's because i was the fucking assassin eat my shorts <laughs> like, and he's like jk just prove it and we're like <laughs> okay so we open up gregson's trunk and there's a metal shard in there i couldn't find this i, I a, couldn't this- find it this is one of the ones i got fucking stuck yeah. on i turned that trunk upside down couldn't find it but yeah sure enough there's the gash mark there's a little piece of metal and we're like take the sword out motherfucker and he's like, okay, and his tip of his sword is indeed broken. Yeah, he he used his daddy's sword and broke it immediately. How's that for Japanese steel? <laughs> like, yeah, this sword goes through some things. Questionable. I have, I have no respect for this sword anymore. No, this sword is respectless. This sword, um, this sword sucks. It's made of trash. <laughs> Like it's it's actually actually you pinned your inf- entire family legacy on this on this bad sword. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah, he broke this. I'm the assassin. Lol, 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 lol. I was gonna kill Greg. I was going with Gregson to kill Jigoku, and then he's like, "Yeah, we went by train," and he's like telling us everything. Now. Yeah, like, I wa- he's like, "I had this secret. I really I got to ride on a train, and then I got on a boat, and then I talked to Gregson, and then I said, I'm not doing it, you piece of shit. Goodbye.'" That's exactly what happened. He goes, and so he leaves the boat and he goes and stays at a boarding house and signs his name in, in a log book. And he goes, I was never going to kill anyone anyway. Yeah, like, I just wanted a free trip to France. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, me, the player, is like, fucking Kazuma, I don't believe you at all. And Susato's like, oh, I believe him. And I'm like, Susato. Yeah, she got hit with the idiot beam again. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I forgot. It. That's that's exactly what happened. Okay. She gets wibbly eyed, like, "Oh, Cosmo, there's no way." Like, you know, da 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 da. And then, meanwhile, I'm like arrested, 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 arrested. Like someone put <laughs> handcuffs on this motherfucker right this second. Because I'm at the point where, because we, it was name dropped to us in the lobby by Daddy or somebody. I don't know who that Judge Jigoku has not been seen for 24 hours. It was indicated to us. Yes, earlier. Um, we're. And we're- about to like go over it yeah yeah we're about to go over it but the minute that Cosmo says i was the assassin hired to kill judge jigoku who by the way hasn't been seen for 24 hours i was like fucking handcuff him and throw him in jail that's an admission and he's like no no no, i didn't kill anybody and uh gregson what remember my whole thing is gregson <laughs> did try to kill him failed and came home and was killed by von <laughs> i'm so too principal like- to murder somebody but i am not too principal to accept the job of a assassin yeah and von Zeke's like hey if you did nothing kazuma why the fuck did your sword break and kazuma's like i don't need to answer that and why is the box covered in blood dumbass <laughs> Um, so here is where we're like, well, we have to find Jigoku. He's been missing for 24 hours. We have 30 minutes to find him. Yeah, the court recesses for 30 minutes. We have 30 minutes to find him. And for some reason, we think the case will end in our guilty verdict, like a guilty verdict for Von Zeke's if we don't find him. Right. Instead of exonerated, exonerated, put handcuffs on that fucking guy <laughs> over there, which is what I was like. I was like, fucking case closed. Have a nice day, everybody. <laughs> like, I'm good. The man who admitted to being hired as an assassin for the person who's missing? Great. <laughs> we did it. We did it, fam. 
God, but who would no. fucking think so? But no. 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 So we stand alone in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, we stand alone in the courtroom with bad feelings. So we do we do pull on the little rabbit ear, and turns out it's a little walkie-talkie that goes to Herlock Schlomes. He's got the little mouse keychain on behind his ear. Um, and he's on the SS Grouse that left Dover last night with Daddy Mikatoba. Yeah. Uh I actually really liked this part. I liked that they they uh they gave us a little like reprieve from courtroom to do a mini investigation with different people. I thought it was good too. I thought it was perfectly ta- like length too because yes. I was when we switched over to Herlock, I was like, "Good lord, how long is this going to be?" But no, it was exactly the perfect little bite-sized amount, a sort of crowning triumph uh de- de- deduction dance, and I was like, "Great, perfect, love it, wonderful." So uh so you're on the SS Grouse with Mikatoba and um Herlock, and we only have 30 minutes, so we're we're looking at the two cabins. There's a big buff sailor. It's not our sailor from last time, but it is his brother. God, I don't know how to say. So I believe that the other, for a second, let me remind, I think the other guy's name was Beef Stroganoff. This guy's name is Chicken Stroganoff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, how do you pronounce T-H-C-I-K? Yeah, Chicken Stroganoff is chicken what his name is. Chicken Stroganoff. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, so we're like, hey, have you seen Jigoku? Uh, and he's like, no one by that name's on this ship. And we're like, yes, he is. And he's like, no. And he also has Shalms written on his forearm. Yeah, he's in like very childish handwriting, looks like. Okay, yeah. so we're like, okay, well, can we go look in that room? And he's like, no. And the door is locked. And we're like, well, Shalms can unpick any lock in five seconds. So we just need to distract him. So as daddy... <laughs> You have to, like, find a distraction. Uh, your options are uh, the emergency alarm, a mouse trap, and a, like, phone call. Or the turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I turned off the lights. That doesn't work. You set off the mouse trap. Daddy makes little Japanese mouse noises. That doesn't work. So you have to set off the alarm. And so when you set off the alarm, like, the uh, chicken stroganoff gets in trouble, and so he has to go over to, like, the phone and, like, answer why he's, like, there's nothing going on. It was a false alarm. Uh, so we sneak into the room, and the room is, like, a fucking mess. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, we'll better examine the seam as quickly as possible. Uh, you see a big pile of clothes. You definitely know they're Cheshiro's. Uh, there's a locked trunk. The Louis Vuitton trunk from earlier. Oh, yeah, the very large Louis Vuitton trunk. Um... We look around the room, we notice that there is, like, a bullet hole in the wall, because the sign's been placed over it. There's a glass with ice in there, so somebody was drinking it recently, and I think that's all the important. Did you do the the fact that there's a piece of fabric, like, shoved into the intercom? Oh, there was that too, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a ball of fabric wadded up and shoved into the ship intercom, so if anyone wanted to listen into what's happening in the room, nothing could happen, and then... The rules of being on board the boat is all crooked and in the wrong spot. So when you do the dance of deduction, uh, Daddy does the most beautiful, wonderful little tap dance. Daddy does a little tap dance. It's actually a dance of deduction. It's, it's quite wonderful, actually. It's I very like, good. Fucking lost my shit. <laughs> At that time, you didn't know if it was good, but now I'm glad you have come to the conclusion after that it was actually good. In fact, <laughs> yeah, um, I had basically. And this is probably why it sounds like so hazy, like my memory of the beginning of this case so hazy. I played the beginning of this case, like, right after the last one, and then I took a big break up until this point. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when I came back. So I had not played for a while, came back, and this was what was happening. <laughs> um, okay, so what we figure out 
is that there's a glass of uh, there's a cold beverage here with ice in it. The ice isn't fully melted, so somebody was in here recently. We moved the rules of passage, and uh, they discovered a bullet hole. And we know that the uh, the sailor he busts into the room has been bribed because we see a wad of money in his back pocket to say that that Jikoku wasn't in there anymore. Uh, we look in the tr- we look at the trunk, and we're like, ah, it says Shlomes on the sailor's arm, but if you look at it upside down, it's really a lot combination. It's actually numbers because it it's was actually- like whoever is in the trunk uh would need to be let out by somebody else so we have to you know you the combination has to be somewhere and so that's it's i thought this was actually pretty good i thought it was pretty good i was trying to figure out how to spell like shloms in numbers and then when i looked at the walkthrough it had the numbers i was like oh i'm fucking stupid it was just upside down that was good yeah it was upside down it was good um Okay, so we open the trunk and we do see Jogoku pretzeled in there. So he comes out and he tells us that he was three nights ago attacked by the Reaper. And since they docked um, the for- and the uh, forum was postponed, he got scared and tried to flee the capital without telling anyone is his story. Yeah, so he doesn't get killed by the Reaper attempted again. Yeah, and Holmes is like, that's strange that this first class cabin had to be available. And Shishiro's like, well, it was, so I bought a ticket. All right. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And we're like, well, you have to come with us. And he goes, I don't want to. And we're like, subpoena, bitch. Yeah, you you respect the law, don't you? You wouldn't run away from a foreign subpoena that has actually no power over you since you're no longer in that country, would you? And, and, he, and he agrees to come back. Yeah. He doesn't have to, and I don't know why he does. I absolutely have no idea why he fucking agrees to come back. But whatever. Because I think he's bad at the law. Uh, yeah, I mean, theoretically, you'd think that it's because he has integrity, but I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. So, I don't know. Uh, we also find a weird thing in the floor that uh, Shlomes picks up, a very, like, pale, is like a little a little knobby thing. Uh, we'll deal with that later. Yeah, um, the other thing is in the trash can in this room. We oh, yes. find a little note that says that um, on the day that the murder what that we are claiming the murder happened there was a point where all hands had to be on deck for an emergency drill or some shit so all staff and crew had to go onto the deck for 10 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes so um we call it a day and uh they're they're gonna everyone's gonna go back to old bailey and so we're back in court with Ryu and everyone, and everyone's like, well, he's dead, trial's over, Devon Zeke's guilty, and we're like, no, 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 no. Excuse me, yeah, I would like to call a witness. I call a witness, Judge Jokoku, and they're like, ooh, and like, yeah, but he's in France, so it's gonna take him a a minute. Can we we adjourn till tomorrow? And we do. (sighs) I don't like the next part, so that's what my heavy sigh is for. Um, Just because we go back to Sloan's, there's a big feast out there, and uh, so I was like, hey, can you just be your friend Kazuma? And, and we're like, I don't think we're besties anymore. Uh, he's very different than how I thought he was or how he ever was with me as a friend. Uh, and also, Sloams, remember how you lied to us about how he was dead? Yeah. <laughs> and Sloams is like, uh, well, um, do you remember this telegram from yesterday that I told you to send? Uh, we don't want to go into that right now either, but like, I would like to let you know I got a response to my telegram. And then we're like, oh, fine, we won't talk about it right now. Let's eat it. And then Iris is like, hey, you know, I thought Mikotoba here was my dad, but he's not. I hate how this is done, too, because they they do this in, and I took a screenshot of it. Um, So we left on that cliffhanger where we like, we don't know if it's really daddy or not, right? And we come back 
And the way that it is, this is done entirely in Ryunosuke's internal monologue. And it says, the misunderstanding arose because of that autopsy report from 10 years ago, but actually it turned out that neither Dr. Wilson nor Professor Mikatoba are Iris's father. And that is done inside of Ryunosuke's head. Okay, and this was actually... My, I, because I, I saw that and I was like, when did we? We did come not to that conclusion. We didn't. It is done entirely in Ryunosuke's internal monologue, and I got so angry, I took a fucking screenshot of it. Because when did we decide this means Wilson's not her dad? We, we didn't. I like when we did. There's not. There's nothing else in this game that points us to that conclusion. Correct. Correct. Okay. Not yet. I thought I missed something. There's not anything yet that points us correct. to that conclusion. So that was bad job game. Really fucking bad job. Yeah, and then and then directly after Ryanosuke says that in internal monologue, there's a line from Sholmes that says, about that Iris, you know I dot dot dot. And then Iris says, I know, you can't tell me. What the fuck? What the fuck? What hey, the game? fuck? What the fuck? First of all, Ace Attorney, writer's room, listen. You gotta stop doing this. <laughs> you did it with Trucy and Apollo and you decided to never tell them about their mystery parent. And now with Iris, you're doing the exact same thing again and you didn't learn from it the first time. You are still not telling them who the parent is. It serves no purpose. It serves no purpose. Stop doing it. We, the audience, will learn at the end of the case who the parent is. Whatever, we'll get to that later. But I did want to clarify here that it is done the, the Mikatoba thing is not ended or explained by Professor Mikatoba. It's not explained to Susato. It is only done by Ryanosuke's internal monologue. And so we just end that conversation there. And then we ask about the telegram because we're like, okay, well, now we have talking points. The telegram was from Hosanaga. My man. My man. And he was, this is where apparently he's been busy. But he can still be, he can still, our last episode can still happen. So I'm happy about that. Uh, so he was, he's got the details of four names we've seen before. And it was in Jikoku's office. Hmm. And um, it's got, just as a reminder, it's got Asa Shin, Wilson, Kazuma. Asogi, Kazuma Asogi, and Gregson. As like, those are the pairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's information. And then we're like, okay, can you also like, can you, can you tell us about why you told us Cosmo was dead when he wasn't? And he's like, and so he says, all that concerned me was preventing the young man's study tour from taking place, whatever the cost. So he, and he was the one who like basically made it so Cosmo wasn't alive and that Rio should step in as the lawyer. That was all his design and his purpose in that. Uh, and that the Russian ballerina was just uh, shipped off to America and he helped her go into hiding. She wasn't actually... Blamed for any crime she didn't commit. Uh, and so while we were still in Japan, the telegram from Britain came to Judge Cook with the four names. And Holmes just, Shlomes just like intercepts messages on the rag. And he was like, oh, Asa Shim was still alive? Uh, shit. She's a famous assassin from London and it was missing. I assume she was killed because no one's heard from her, but actually she was in Japan. And then Wilson was murdered. So Slums is like, oh, fuck, because he figured that connection out. He's like, okay, Asha Shin, actually, Wilson's murdered, okay? 
Gregson and Kazuma, the other Chimsem's on the list, and they were next to be killed. Yeah, he had assumed that this was a list of all victims, because yes. he assumed Wilson and Asashin both dead. Therefore, it's a list of victims. Uh, and the ne- the other two were the next up, right? So he was... But... Yeah, but he was doing what he could, so he was trying to stop Kazuma from coming to the country by declaring him dead and sending his corpse back to Japan. Gregson, he was trying to get to France, which he was almost successful in doing. Yeah. Uh, so he was trying to protect him, and Iris is sad that Wilson is dead, even if it's not her dad. Question mark. Is what I wrote it. <laughs> um, but Shlomes didn't know the important piece of it, that Asashin was Giselle Brett. And then mm-hmm. he came to this very important realization that actually the four names are not all victims like he thought, but they were their victims and their killers. And what they realize is that this was created to cause diplomatic immunity. They did basically a assassin exchange. I hope you like the phrase assassin exchange because you're going to hear it a lot. Yes. Assassin so, exchange. Once again, an assassin exchange is Giselle Brett, a, a British citizen, was sent to Japan to kill another British citizen. And so, in Japan. And, and in the assassin exchange, it means a Japanese citizen is coming over to kill a British citizen. British citizen. But <laughs> they've both been promised diplomatic immunity for the killers who will then be shipped back home with no consequences. Correct. Um, and this suggests intervention at a very high government level. So Soames feels bad because he didn't get um, Gregson transferred. And uh, he didn't know about this last mission Gregson was doing. So that's how he lost his life. Iris is like, hey, um, it's dinner time. (laughs) Yeah, eat this fucking pheasant. Uh, And then Rio's like, I have a great family. And I said, yeah. boo. And I, yeah, it's, uh, Ryu does the whole, like, I've got the best family anybody could ask for. Um, okay, so we are in the final day of court. We start the court with Von Zink's going, excuse me, your honor, why is Kazuma allowed to be a prosecutor still? Because uh, he just admitted to an assassination plot against the uh, victim. Mm-hmm. And Kazuma said, I wrote a really nice letter for my charges to be delayed by one day. And, and yeah. Strongheart's like, he did. And I said yes. And I said yes. And so I, for the rest of this case, I kept bringing up Kazuma's essay. I kept being like, but my essay. <laughs> but I wrote an essay. Oh my god! It's so, so stupid. It's so stupid, but this is just—it's <laughs> how it is. Uh, so Jigoku is on the stand, and we're like, "Hey, you're a really good judge. You have a lot of power." Um, and we ask him why he was invited here, and then immediately fell to fl- fred- fled to France. And he goes, "I don't have to answer anything. None of this has to do with the dead detective." And so we present the telegram with the victim assassin names on it, and so in his testimony, he admits to the assassin exchange. And says Kazuma was his hired assassin because he asked him and he said yes, but he failed. And Kazuma's, um, and Jikoku says that Gregson did not die on the ship because no one heard a shot. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, yeah, like, no, Gregson didn't die on the ship because you would have heard a gunshot because outside of all of the first class um, cabins was always uh, a guard. There was always somebody there at all times. Uh, so if, some, if a gunshot would have happened, a sailor would have come in, like, immediately. Uh, Strongheart keeps trying to get us back on track of focusing just on who killed Gregson. Uh, and not pay attention to this assassin exchange and how Jukoko would have known Gregson at all. 
But Kazuma's like, hey, so, like, as a reminder, I went with Greg's into the boat. The sailor let us both into the room. And even, like, Naruto's like, he had he let a guy with two swords into the room. <laughs> I'm so glad he said that, too. Because we were like, motherfucker, you have two swords. Motherfucker has two swords, and they just let him into this first class cabin. Like, everyone kept saying the sailor kind of was shitty at his job. Yeah. And I kind of felt bad for him, but he was shitty at his job. He just let assassins into and the And the answer room. is like, no, he actually wasn't. So chicken stroganoff redeemed later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, uh, so he, Cosmo's like, I went into the room with Gregson. I talked to Gregson. I left Gregson there. And the sailor outside of the door, who's no longer here, can't testify, like, saw it all happen. Uh, we were like, well... You know, there's this 20-minute period where no sailor would have heard a gunshot because of this evacuation drill that we mm-hmm. we, we have. Um, and so uh, we present the little knob that turns out to be the crown, the top of Gregson's pocket watch, proving that he was in the room. Right. Uh, and so Jukoku's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you what happened. Gregson was there. Uh, he came in the room waving a gun, and I threw him over with a jujitsu move, and it must have broken the watch, and then Gregson fled. He was found dead in London, so someone else must have killed him. We're like, you could have easily have killed him and brought him back in that huge-ass trunk you have. Trunk you have That we know a human being fits into because you fit into it, you human being. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, uh, you know that they check everyone's belongings uh, when they disembark. I would have just thrown his body over, like, on, over into the water if I could. We're like, no, you couldn't have because there was a sailor outside your door otherwise. Uh, and actually, you're a minister. You didn't get your luggage checked. You had diplomatic privilege. Right. What you could have done is you could have, because we know these ships have very large coolers because you had a glass of ice in your room. You could have chilled the body and then moved it unchecked and dumped it in Fresno. And everyone's like, yeah, but you can't prove it. So we're like, okay, well, see how his body is curled up like he was shoved inside a trunk? Yeah. And we nobody could figure out why? Yeah, maybe uh, that's yeah. why. Maybe that's why. And they're like, well, that's not proof. And we're like, yeah, let's look at your bloody trunk then. Because we know your trunk's gotta be full of blood. Yeah. And he's like, no, I refuse. So we bully him. Yeah. And then he's like, fine, fine, I admit it. Uh, I moved his body, but I didn't kill him. Kazuma's the one who killed him. And Kazuma's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I couldn't have done it. Uh, there was 20 minutes that could he could have been killed. And it was during an evacuation tr- drill while you guys were all out to sea. I have a signed guest book over at a hotel saying that I was at a hotel and not on this ship. So basically we have proven Jigoku is... Definitely the person who killed Gregson. And and they're like, and the thing with the guest book fucking kills me because it's like, I signed a guest book in France and we all trust Cosma, right? For for sure. So we believe him. And then he's like, it would be a simple matter of going to France and getting the guest book. And I'm like, <laughs> get it, bitch. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see you prove you're innocent, motherfucker. And he does not, no. He does Instead, not. everyone just goes ahead and goes, that's indisputable proof. Somewhere in France. Uh, <laughs> and Jigoku's like, fuck, he got me. And it's like, no, we did it. You could have. Why did you come back? Why are you accepting the circumstantial evidence of a maybe a guest book in an unnamed French hostel? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? 
But uh, Jigoku then breaks the stand. He, so he, yeah, that was foreshadowed, right? He broke the yeah. stand when he was a kid. He breaks it again. I liked that. Yeah. And then he, like, Super Saiyan screams. Yeah. Um, what I didn't so, like is immediately the stand comes back five seconds later. Yeah, but that's that's par for the course for his attorney. But I was mad about it. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, so he cites that this all started ten years ago with the professor trial and his life is over. So he goes over that, yes, it was uh, an assassin exchange. He picked Kazuma, but since Kazuma was dead on the ship, Jigoku was the only one who could then fulfill the end of the promise during this symposium, because that's when he was going to be in Britain. Because Ryunosuke was like, I'll be, I'll be there in his stead. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'll pretend to be a lawyer in, uh, in Britain. And so Jigoku's like, shit, I can't send another kid. There's already a kid there. So his plan is to just kill Gregson himself at the symposium. Um, and so he won't say, he's like, basically the exchange was told to me by someone who has more power than me in Britain, and I basically had no choice but to comply. Um, and he kept calling him my British counterpart, but he will, he refuses to say who the British counterpart is. Right. The British counterpart, though, helps him, helps him set up, uh, how to, how to murder Gregson. Uh, and he, what he acknowledges is that Gregson was in his room. He strangled him to keep him quiet, and then during the and then he was playing on just strangling him some more. Once the uh, once the sailor was gone, but he woke up, and so Jukaku shot him because we didn't see a bullet hole, even though everyone was like, "There's no bullet. That's not a bullet hole." Mm-hmm. Um, and then he shoots him, puts him in a trunk, moves him to a refrigerator room, and the British counterpart knew Gregson's schedule, so he told him to go to Fresno Street, and he did the thing where he tied the firecrackers to the to the candle. Uh, dump the body, set up to blame uh, Hugh Boone, uh, and then he replaced the fish and chips back into the inspector's pocket because he found it on his floor later, but that's what tipped us off at the time of death was wrong. Yeah. And uh, I this, this part bothered me, though, because what I had assumed had happened was Kazuma, uh, the Gregson murder happened on the boat, and Jigoku made Kazuma dispose of the body. Um... That's because I, that's just what I thought. You know, if you can't do the assassination, then you have to dispose of the body. And Kazuma, who had been working in the prosecutor's office underneath uh, Brogue von Zeeks, would know enough to falsify the records and take it to Gregson's secret hideout and dump the body there. That's what I assumed. But as of right now, the answer to why Judge Jigoku knows all that shit is because the British counterpart knows all that shit and he just got here and called that person. And I was like, mm, just lame. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, uh, back to your point about uh, about Chicken's drug enough, he, he did fuck up. He let them build into, his, into their room. Oh, he did fuck up, but like, at least he didn't... No, you're right. He did fuck up. Because I was he under the impression up. that they went into the room... During the 20-minute gap, but I think that was disproven later. That's disproven because Cosmo wasn't on the boat, according to the journal in France. Yeah. Well, he fucked up. Yeah. So he fucked up by letting a guy with two swords and an inspector into the cabin. Uh, Presumably, Jigoku said, yeah, I know that guy with two swords. Go ahead and let him in. (laughs) Presumably. Uh, But Jigoku wasn't in the room. He was at dinner. So he comes back to only find Gregson. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, sorry, Stroganoff, you, you tried. Poor Chicken Stroganoff. Poor Chicken Stroganoff. Okay. Okay, so we declare Jigoku not guilty, but he's not on trial. Or sorry, do we declare him guilty? We get, like, a guilty thing on the screen where we, like, put the fire and the, the you know, the, the things behind the judge go up and down. Yeah. The scale. 
Uh, I don't know why, because he's not on trial, technically. He's not on trial. Yeah. Uh, but now we're like, okay, cool, Von Zeke, we're going to tell him he's not guilty. And Strongheart's like, well, we don't know the identity of the Reaper or who could have possibly coordinated this assassin exchange. But, like, Von Zeke's isn't guilty. So, and Cosima's pissed. So he's like, can you please defer your guilty verdict? I'm saying that this man right here, Von Zeke's, is the Reaper. And he orchestrated this whole murder of Gregson. And I formally accuse him of it. So Strongheart's like, fine, fine. Well, we light these flames. Yeah, Cosima's like, but my essay. And Strongheart's <laughs> like, okay, fine. Because Cosima's only got this one shot. He's got to go to prison tomorrow. It's true. Uh, so Von Zeke is tired of the shit. So he takes the stand. He's like, I never killed anyone. And I've been investigating the Reaper this whole time. I deny any involvement. And Cosima's like, hey, friend, why are you here? And we're like, for the truth. And he goes, okay, well, hmm, just remember the truth isn't always so great when your client's going to be proven the reaper. <laughs> yeah. And Kazuma's so up his own ass about this. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're over here being like, well, he's not the reaper, so. <laughs> yeah. It's so, Von Zeeks is like, me, Gregson, and the Wilson never had anything to do with one another. And we're like, okay, Von Zeeks, do you remember your dead brother? Here's his autopsy. And that decisive evidence, right, you know, like, that Gregson made the autopsy happen, and Wilson did the autopsy, and that you, yeah, had a working relationship with them, but you prosecuted this case from 10 years ago, and Cosmo's like, yeah, so that decisive evidence was fabricated. And we're like, wow, how do you know that? And he's just like, yes, that's right, my father was wrongly convicted, as if we didn't already yeah, assume as, as that's the Yeah, as if everybody didn't know that already, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I know this because I asked Gregson at sword point if he did fabricate this evidence and he admitted to it. And yeah, essentially Gregson said, yes, I fabricated the evidence because we knew he was guilty. Yes. And, and even I knew for sure he was, he was guilty. I fabric, I let the, I fabricated the evidence, but I was ordered to also. Mm -hmm. And then when asked who, he wouldn't say. So... Uh, Is, has everyone figured out any time they say, I can't say, uh, it's male strongheart yet? Because it's very, very, very obvious every it's time. It's very, very, very obvious. And Kazuma, <laughs> Kazuma, with his head up his ass, is like, so because he wouldn't say, it's clearly Von Zeke's. Yeah. He was I guess Kazuma is the only one who hasn't figured it out, yes. Yeah. So Von Zeke's is actually super surprised about this fabricated evidence. And he's like, well, I super didn't order it. There's literally only, I was handed the case. I yeah. begged to do the case and I was handed all of the evidence and Von did Zeke the case. says, I wrote an essay to do my, <laughs> my dead brother's case. And uh, guess who handed me the uh, evidence in exchange for my essay? Oh yeah, Male Strongheart. Male Strongheart. And this is where, like, Von Zeke's is like, oh, I know who the Reaper is. And yeah, and, and Ryunosuke's like, yeah, me too, motherfucker. Yeah, idiot. We both know who the Reaper is. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Cosmo's and, uh, <laughs> to... like, who? <laughs> who is it? I can't let this trial end. I took a screenshot of this too. He's like, don't let the trial end. Who is it? And Ryunosuke's like, I'm not doing this for you. And I was like, good job, Ryu. Good job, Ryunosuke. Good job, Ryu. And Strongheart's like, listen, Gregson was at sword point. This is conjecture. There's no evidence. Um, and we're like, well, you know, it, there's no evidence that this was fabricated. No one who was there is alive or here to tell the tale. <laughs> Wait, and I know a guy. I know a guy. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy, dance your way in here. We need you. 
And he's like, well, what, where is he? And we're like, he's literally in the lobby because yeah. Warlock Sholmes predicted every step of the way here. Um, and Starcard's like, uh, no, he can't. He can't. And we're like, uh, and then Sean Card in this, this bit has turned up the racism. He's like another Japanese person. Yeah. And you're, and Cosmo, you're possessed by the spirit of your homicidal father. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 no. We're going to handle punishments later because you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And you're in trouble. And we're going to end the trial. But then Kazuma's like, no. Um, I really wrote, he, he threw it, throws a tantrum and then boom, Herlock Sholmes shows up. Yeah. Uh, he so he comes in and he's and we're like it's a close trial and he goes what he gets what he does is he gets the gal the gallery all rowdy and demands that they call the witness and for the truth and uh, the crowd starts chanting testify. Yeah. So Strongheart in the corner agrees and Mikotoba takes the stand and Harlock's like hey don't forget about that bunny ear uh, if you find yourself stuck bye I have to go. Um, so Mikotoba Von Zeeks, and um, Gory the the younger. Um, autopsy uh forensic scientist person coroner coroner yeah she's here in lieu of her mother um and she's just staring at mikotoba like intently um so mikotoba says from what i can what i can legally say because i I can only testify with what i saw i cannot tell you if there was any fabrication with that evidence and stargate's like hmm yeah see no proof and mikotoba's like but there was something weird uh, there were four victims that were killed by a dog, and this last one was stabbed with a sword. And then, um, Strongheart's like, hey, hey, you're not allowed to have any theories, just the facts. And we're like, okay, well, we're gonna cross-examine him, because it's our right. And Strongheart so now keeps- it's been 20 minutes before anyone has said what the fabricated evidence is. We just keep saying the evidence located in the stomach, right? Right. And then now, only after we press a statement do they finally say what the goddamn thing was. Yeah, it was a ring. It was a ring. It was the most insane looking ring you've ever oh, seen shit. in your life. So I was wrong. It wasn't the same ring that Vigil is wearing. So this, though, you it pissed me the fuck off though because it is the same ring that Vigil is wearing that is in the picture of Daddy. Vigil's ring, picture of Daddy, same ring. So they pull out this fucking monstrosity, and I'm like, that's not the ring. Apparently it is, though. But Apparently also, it is. Why the fuck does Daddy have this ring? No, that's what I was... After this whole case, I was like, okay, so... Genshin Impact, the most noble man that anyone's ever met. I, he's my hero. He he did nothing wrong in his entire life. Everyone talks about it with such honor and dignity that he conducted his entire life. And also, by the way, he wore a fucking gargoyle's arm on his fucking hand. <laughs> Twice the size of his hand, and it was and made of sharp. knives. The first thing you would say about somebody who's wearing a ring that looks like a gargoyle's claw around a fucking stone is that, oh yeah, weird dude wore a ring made out of knives. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Cosimo, when you're talking about your dead dad, do you remember when you were eight years old and he wore a ring made of knives? Like, what because- the fuck? And so what Michelle's saying is when you examine the ring, um, Naruhoto immediately cuts himself on it. Like, it's it's, sharp. It's a 10-year-old ring that's been in a dead guy's stomach, and it's so sharp. And the reason we have this ring is because Gori brought it with her, and Strongheart's like, you did not have permission to bring that evidence to this courtroom. You will be punished. Uh Uh-huh. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but everyone's just like, oh, fuck you. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. To, I. Everyone conveniently has the thing that Strongheart doesn't want them to have. Yeah, and and also, you know, it's completely the most insane shit you've ever heard. That the that a guy in a sword fight with another guy had the time to deep throat that guy's finger and swallow the baseball sized knife ring that he. Right, and so they're like, this must have been also, this was definitely his ring because he was he wears it all the time, and when we arrested him, he wasn't wearing it. Instead, there was a deep abrasion on his finger where it would have been. Um, and so Mikotopa's like, oh, hold on, a se- hold on a second. Yeah, wait, that's fucking right. The moment they took out the ring from the stomach, I was not there. I was getting a fresh scalpel for the doctor. So... Who knows? It could have been. And we're like, this ring is so fucking sharp. There's no way a man could have swallowed this without hurting himself. Right. And Mikotoba's like, yeah, I said the same thing 10 years ago. There Why is... are there no lesions on the esophagus? Yes. Yes. And and Mel- and then Strongheart's like, shut the fuck up. All right, you were a dumb kid. Wilson was really smart and he knew what he was doing. So you just don't fucking know anything. And too bad he's dead now. LOL. LOL. Okay. So Von Zeke's like, oh, whole shit. Do you remember that night I told you about, like, a couple days before he was arrested, that Genshin w- was, uh, and I were attacked by a bunch of assassins, and Genshin's hand was shot, and then his ring was gone, and I lived? I wasn't the target, he was the target! Yeah, they I stole his we ring. literally got mugged for his dragon ring. For his dragon ring, and they shot his hand. Yeah. I'm not over the shot the hand. Like, that's just not how that works. They shot his hand and, and he was okay. He got to keep all of his fingers. His he fingers. just had abrasions. And he was like, damn. My knife ring. <laughs> my knife ring. <laughs> Von Zeke's was unconscious for a bit of it, I guess. Because he doesn't remember really what happened. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> and, then, and I think and- Strongheart's reaction to this is like, well, if his knife ring was stolen, why didn't he testify to it in Yeah, court? so this is a... This is exactly strong. Hurts just like, well, it doesn't matter what any you say. Genshin didn't didn't testify. Or Genshin just didn't even charges. defend himself. Yeah, and we're like, so, so silence equals acceptance as, as consented crimes. Okay, uh huh. And he signed a confession to all five murders. Why are we talking about this still? Like, Strongheart keeps trying to go back to solid facts to end like the argument that we're currently having, and we're like, no, fuck you. Yeah. And so, um, Kazuma is like. Still up his own ass, right? To his own ideas and facts that, like, Von Zeke's was trying to kill him. Like, was out to get his dad. Mm -hmm. And Strongheart keeps saying there's no fabricated evidence. And we're like, okay. But, like, there was still this elaborate jailbreak that we know for sure happened. He could not have done this alone. So he was silent in court. He must have been given an insurance that he'd be broken out of prison. Let's call in the call warden in, and vigil. Call the warden. Yeah, we're like, call in the prison people. And, and daddy's like, oh, well, they're in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Shlom's asked him to, and yeah. they came. Um, yeah. So uh, we move on to testifying. So he's like, I was following orders from the prosecution office. I did not I did not ask questions. I did what I was told. Um, oh, so we were asking, we're like, okay, so there's this huge, big, elaborate plan. To, like, escape him. And then he got shot in the cemetery. Was that also part of the plan? And Vigil's like, why go through all the effort of doing the breakout if we were just going to kill him in the end? We could have just not, like, not we, because he wasn't really a part of it. But, like, they could have just not done it and executed him as planned. Mm -hmm. And we're like, "Mm, that's a good point. So that means that he was shot, like, 
not like unplanned. Uh, theoretically, right. Theoretically. If the logic right. is sound, he was shot unplanned. Meanwhile, I was like, no, no, they planned that. <laughs> but <laughs> And so we know, so we were like, okay, all right, all right. Well, Genshin had a final secret weapon that he wrote down in his will and statement, but they went missing. So we're back to that, like, weird hole of Caden being like, Vigil being like, I saw him write a will and testament, or he had paper he wasn't supposed to have in his cell. And he said he had his last secret weapon, will and testament, Caden ripped apart the office to find it. Caden's like, but I have it here. It's two, like these two pages of yeah. say, like that says nothing basically. Uh, and so I don't, and we're like, wait, wait, wait. So he wasn't allowed to have, but he was allowed to have all of his possessions. This is also fucked me up. He's not allowed writing materials, but he's allowed books, clothes, and a sword. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, he couldn't have done his shackles. He couldn't have done anything with the sword anyway. Uh, but this confirms and, that he was allowed to keep his sword. Yes. And, but, like, we, we we looked through everything in his in his possessions, and we finally found the will and testament in his kimono. Um, and, it, uh, and it was written in mater- at, at the office in front of people, and Mikotobo brought, like, the, the, the black ink, the paper, and, like, the, the brush. And Vigil's like, holy shit. Like, he does his, like, I remembered something in the depths of my, my amnesiatic brain. Uh, it was red ink I saw on that last will and testament. And we're like... We know something that's in red ink. Or See, we know something about red me, ink. Meanwhile, I was like, oh, he wrote it in blood. Um, but no, uh, in no. fact, it's the the autopsy of Clint Von Zeke's. He had red ink on his hand. I glad I had the walkthrough for that. I would not have fucking I fucking got out. stuck on that, too. Because I was too busy trying to be like, well, he wrote it in blood. <laughs> like, I was trying to prove that, you know? <laughs> Which makes sense, but... Yeah, he's allowed like, books, which produce paper, and he could fabricate a brush from his hair or something. I was busy thinking he wrote it in blood. But no, it was the red ink stains on um, on Clint's hands that tipped us off that we know something that was written in red ink. Yeah, and we were like, oh, he didn't... It actually wasn't... He didn't write anything. He was reading something. Yeah, we realized that it was... Yeah, that he was reading Clint's... Last Will and Testament. And Von Zeeks is pissed because he's like, my brother would not have chosen to write a, a a Last Will and Testament and then willingly die. That's not who my brother was. And we're like, we think your brother penned a confession. Actually, your brother is a murderer. He was the professor. Mm-hmm. He had a hunting dog, didn't he? And he goes, yes, Bald- Balmung was a very good dog. And he died shortly after my brother did. Uh, yeah, my brother's dogs died of sadness. And then it's yeah. like, and he was also huge. Yes. And also he had big old teeth. Yes. Also, he had a big old collar. Big that old was collar with a big old B on it. On yeah. It. Yep. Yep. That sounds like my brother's dog. Holy shit. That was my brother's killer dog. Well, we did find a big old collar with a big old B on it that was covered in blood. So we win. We win. Um, also, Clint was apparently married because they say his late widow, which I was like, okay, so she's dead too? Because this is the first time I've heard about this lady. Yeah. Clint's, uh, Clint Von Zeeks is unnamed widow who you know we talk nothing about at any point you know but we learned she was a baskerville yeah and that when she married clint he inherited the baskerville emblem i guess i don't know so that's 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 how he has the collar with the emblem on it i guess the dog came with the marriage i don't know (laughs) um but we have like zero proof that Clint wrote a confession, and so Strongheart 
uh, uh, no one questions actually any of our conclusions here. We have zero proof for this conclusion. Yeah. Zero proof because we don't have the will and testament. We're just like, oh, it's written in red ink. Oh, he was the murderer. It's a quite a leap of logic in my opinion, but uh, okay, sure. And Strongheart's like, all right, all right. So here, let me tell you the truth. So Genshin came into my office and asked for a warrant because he thought Clint was the killer. And I was like, no, we can't have this kind of scandal in in, in the uh, nobility sector. And he's like, you guys are all too fucking up your own asses to see it, but it's definitely Clint. Uh, and he's like, no, no warrant. So Clint go or Genshin goes to the estate and took matters into his own hand. And Strongheart, like, I knew it. He did that. And so I let the crime get uh, the crime completely get pinned onto Genshin in order to protect Britain and all of what we stand for, basically. Uh, he ordered Gregson to fabricate the evidence, and he struck a deal with Genshin so he could go back to and go back to Japan and see his son, his greatest weakness. Von Zeke's asked if the person who spread the rumor of him was being the Reaper was Strongheart. Strongheart's like, yeah, that was me. Um, I want to make sure mm-hmm. you were on top, untouchable, and keep up this facade. And hey, can everyone in this room, like, be chill about it? Let's keep quiet about these details here for, uh, you know, the good of the country. Uh, and Kazuma's like, holy shit, Vanzix, did you ever doubt that your brother or think your brother was a murderer? And he goes, just once, because he killed his mentor who he fucking loved. That was, like, crazy. And Strongheart's like, mm, the dead are dead. No use going down this path of speculation. Uh, you know, you got your three-page will and testament. We'll never find this other one. Case closed. And we're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, 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 three pages. We only have two pages. And he goes, oh my fucking God. All right, here's the third page. And, you know, he pulls it out of his, I don't know, wherever he's hiding it from. And it's a a a haiku. haiku. It's a letter to his son. Mikotoba translates it. uh, And it's a haiku about the sword. Um, And Strongheart's Mm -hmm. like... Uh, and Strongheart's like, all right, you read your haiku, let's play the trial. And Danny's like, in a hurry to stop this trial, huh? Like, what's going on? And he's like, hey, I thought you were gonna fucking leave, Daddy. What's up? Uh, and, <laughs> and he's like, mm, just say it, just say it. Uh, and then we're like, yeah, wait, 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 wait. What did Wilson and Gregson do to be killed in all of this? Like, Strongheart, like... What the hell? Like, you, a lot of people died for this to be tied up in your neat little bow here for no reason. And he goes, eh, let's strike all this uh, unnecessary talk from the record. And then we're like, holy shit, hold on, hold on, back to the haiku. Oh, a sword. So we opened up the hilt of the sword, because it says twist the head. So, yeah. As as though I haven't been examining the sword every five minutes in this case, I swear to God. But now we can unscrew the bottom of the sword. And lo and behold, the last will and testament of Clint Von Zeeks is in the bottom of the story. And Strongheart's like, well, we no one can read that. And we're like, we're going to read it right now. And so Clint admits to killing um, uh, one, one vile man with his dog. And he was immediately caught and blackmailed by Strongheart. Blackmailed in terms of not telling his wife or, or brother, who loved him very much. And so the next three victims were at Strongheart's discretion of who he should kill. And Ahsoki caught on to this and asked for the warrant when Strongheart said no, went to talk to Clint and let Clint die an honorable death by duel and let him pen this last will and testament and keep it safe for him. Uh, and then uh, Clint did write a really good line in this, which was, um, male Strongheart, may you feel the jaws of the beast at your throat every time you swallow. <laughs> it's just a, it was, it was it's a fucking brutal, metal yeah. shit. I loved it. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I think it did say in there that he has told his wife, right? He says that, like, later. So apparently Daddy says he reads this whole letter to us, and then actually there's more later. (laughs) There's more later. We didn't actually read all of it, because... You know what I would put in my last will and testament? A paragraph about how concerned I am about my little brother's career path. <laughs> because that's, hey, by the way, that's, that's what, what comes, comes later. later. It's like, damn, I really hope my little brother gets promoted soon. <laughs> Bye-bye, cruel world. <laughs> Genshin, come fucking stab me. <laughs> my, my best... My best and most honorable friend who wears a fucking fist-sized knife on his hand is going to now murder. Um, so Strongheart then also, so we're just like, Strongheart's basically admitting it's everything as we said that the, you know, we, Genshin was supposed to be, get got off free. Um, but, and we're like, so did you shoot him in the cemetery? And he goes, no, 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 I didn't. Jigoku did. Because he made him. Because I, I told him to. Because I told him to, Yeah. And he's like, just because I, you know, and it's because uh, he was good. They were going to, like, let him live. But then Enoch Drebber was there and he rose from the grave. And so in order to prevent the scandal, they shot, they shot Genshin. Not Enoch Drebber. They didn't shoot the witness. They shot Genshin. Yeah. Which was me going, oh, no, he planned to kill him the whole time. Yeah. Because also, why'd they have the which gun? Which is... Right. Well, well, we didn't cover that, but Judge Jigoku was issued a judiciary firearm by the government of Britain when he was a intern from a foreign country, and they just let him keep it his whole uh-huh. life. Uh huh. But uh, I thought I actually don't have a I don't find a disconnect in this in this sort of shooting thing because, but I also fully think it was intentional on the part of Strongheart the whole time because. I feel like we get a really good glimpse of Strongheart in this case, and it's about specifically his personality, because he keeps doing the same thing over and over, which is he gets so cocky, and then somebody begs him for something, and he goes, oh yeah, no one will ever figure out my plan, so you do your little, you write your little essay, or you continue your little trial, and nobody will figure out my plan. And then somebody shows up with the ring, and he's like, fuck, how'd they figure (laughs) out my plan? (laughs) Like, he's just so like self-assured yes that he keeps making rookie ass mistakes because he's like oh i get to bask he's like a troll like an internet troll because like when kazuma showed up with amnesia he was like oh you know it'll be so (laughs) fucking funny if i put a mask on this kid and give him to the kid give him to the guy who got his dad convicted that'll be so funny and will also have no consequences on me right (laughs) Right? like he just keeps doing that you know what'd be funny but have no consequences for me everything (laughs) and it's like i think it's intentional at this point i think it's just like this is this man's personality but they never tell us explicitly that's what it is he just keeps doing it and i kind of really respect that i was like this is good characterization actually uh, well i'll have more to say on that when we're done but yes that is basically like yeah, I'll, I'll get back to, like, my feelings on Strong. Yeah, we'll get back. I was going to do it at the end, we're too. We're almost but, there. Like, yeah, I think that yeah. we're almost so, there. So, um, basically, we're at the point where, like, okay, he shoots him, and he's like, yeah, and I just reminded Jigoku, he did shoot his friend, and you're going to lose all your ministry powers when he wanted to do this assassin exchange. Um, you know, I didn't, like, I didn't blackmail anyone. I just reminded him of things, you know, like, and honestly, we saved Clint's honor. I saved London from crime. 
it's unavoidable that people have to die, you know, to save face. So we bully Strongheart some here and he'll be like, you're fucking crazy, man. And he just starts to slow clap. And we're like, you have done nothing for the country because all you've done is be terrible. And he starts slow clapping. And he's like, you know what? I have done nothing. So how can you uh, charge me with any sort of crimes? Because I didn't commit anything. I've done nothing, as you said. So he's like mm-hmm. trying to like get out of it, even though he keeps admitting to things. And he's like, basically his whole, his one trick thing is like, think about how Britain would fall apart. I've done everything for this country. And don't you think so, crowd? And the crowd starts chanting strong heart. And yeah, this was, this was really stupid. annoying. Um, Cause they're, they're just chanting his name over again. Cause they're all like, yeah, no, he did it for the country. So we pull the little rabbit ear again. And um, here pops up a, a hologram of Herlock Shlomes. He's at Buckingham Palace with the Queen and Iris. And because he's being broadcasted with light and shadows here as a, t- a hologram, the Queen can see the entire courtroom and has watched this whole trial. So she's aware of everything that has been said. Um, and so the Queen hands Iris a little decree and says, like, um, we're going to strip Strongheart of his powers and convene him to a public trial in a couple of days. Strongheart here fully breaks. He breaks his gavel by slamming it. He falls off the stand and then launches all of the fire into the guilty verdict on the scale. And it breaks so hard that it spins all the way down off and slams mm-hmm. into the ground behind him as he screams and fire erupts everywhere. And it explodes. I thought I was very upset by this because I was like, that's not the break that I want, even though it was very theatrical. But also, don't give him a cool explosion. Yeah. That's not what you give the he bad guy. He got a guy. very cool explosion. He got a cool explosion. And I was like, oh, cool, the courthouse is on fire. It is not. Um, it is not, no. It was just a fake explosion, unclear. question mark. But he retakes the stand covered in soot and his, like, everything's askew. And he's, like, speaking of his ambitions and he needed to cover up the crime so he could climb up the ladders to be, like, the queen's chief justice minister whatever. He, well, he wants to be the Attorney General of England. Yeah. His ambition is to not be the head, ju- like, not to be essentially the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. His ambition is to go higher and be the Attorney General. And and me as an American thought this was the most, and also a lawyer, thought this was the most insane shit I've ever heard. Because the Attorney General is not higher than the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. <laughs> Uh, and I was like yelling in my house. Do you think that that Chief Justice John Roberts wishes that he was Merrick Garland? Uh, like <laughs> this means nothing to me. <laughs> no, but anyone who vaguely followed the news, Merrick Garland was snubbed for a seat on the Supreme Court during uh, uh, during Obama's time, and then Trump took over and named a bunch of justices on the Supreme Court. And so Merrick Garland actually never got to be on the Supreme Court. And and it would have been a better job for him, like it famously a better job to be on the Supreme Court than to be the Attorney General of the country. It was, uh, I will stop because nobody fucking cares about this. But I just want you to know, like that's the dumbest shit anyone's ever well, said. There you go. So I mean, Strongheart's a fucking dummy. Um, and so uh, you know, um, Von Zeke's pretty upset that his brother turns out to be a mass murderer. But we get to read the last little words from Clint to Baroque, and um, it's like. I'm worried about your career, bro. Love you. Be good. Peace. Don't worry about my wife. <laughs> Don't ever talk to my wife again because... Because, like, she said... Because I already <laughs> no. told her everything. She's good. All right? Don't talk to her. I already... Yeah, my wife's good. Don't... Let's not talk yeah. about her that long. Let's not make XO, her a person. XO Clint. 
Um, and yeah. then Herlock's like, all right, let's get a familiar face back up here. It's our regular judge. And he goes, cool, not guilty. By the way, I have a fix for the crowd. One of my one fixes that would just make shit better. But let's all keep right, going. So now the trial's over in the fence chamber. Everyone's congratulating each other, but everyone's really somber and apologizing to one another. Cosmo's sorry to uh, Baroque. Baroque, sorry to us. Uh, I everyone's just sorry and and feels a little bad, but glad justice has been served or whatever. Because um, the whole thing with Strongheart is you have to do a little bit of bad things in order to get the bad people. And the queen was like, "That's not how justice works. You're going to jail." Um, so Cosmo wants to know. He's like, "Well, in the in the final will and testament, he says like two things. One is." My final wish is to, like, have this will and testament taken care of. The second one, I can't commit to paper. So Mikotopo's like, oh, I know what it is. Uh, yeah, Genshin, when I said goodbye to him, was like, hey, can you go check on this lady of the gentry whose husband is gone? And, uh, is, she's, um, she's not doing so hot. Can you, uh, and is pregnant? Can you, like, take care of her? And he's like, cool, I'll get Cheshire and we'll go over there. And he goes, no, 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 no. Just you. Just and so was like, okay, it's your last wish. So the lady's pregnant, and he goes, like, all the way to the middle of nowhere in this destitute cabin, and there's an old hunt. No, it's the manor house. He goes into a manor house, and there's a big dog outside, and then he goes in, but for some reason there's no lights and no servants, and there's a pregnant lady on the ground. Well, it's more like what Michelle said. <laughs> I'm, I, can you tell this part made me mad? <laughs> um, she's very, very ill, so Mikotoba induces, induces labor, and he births the baby, uh, but the mom dies. Well, he looks around, and he's like, mm-hmm. I cried more than I care to admit. And I looked around, and I see this fancy truck with the Baskerville emblem on it. And we're like, oh my god. So Iris is Clint's daughter. And the wife, who knew everything, because Clint told her, ran away to protect the child from being the daughter of the professor. Which nobody knew, because we convicted somebody, somebody else. else. Um, and also, no one knew she was fucking nine months pregnant. Yeah, apparently no one knew she was nine months pregnant. Fucking no one? Like, Baroque, you didn't know your brother? Baroque didn't Was expecting know. a child? Stupid, dumb, bad. Stupid, dumb, was, bad plot. Uh, it made me yeah. so mad. But yeah. It made me so, so mad. So, yeah. um, Daddy was like, well, better take care of this baby. So he takes care of the baby, but then he gets summoned back to Japan, like, a month later. So he then looks at... Like, I can't take her with me because I'd have to disclose her parentage, so I have to leave her here. Uh, and he looks at Herlock, and Herlock's like, I shall do it. And he's like, I trust him. And then Daddy left the baby, named her Iris after his uh-huh. dead wife, because uh, her mm-hmm. name is Iris in Japanese, and then went home to Japan. I love Daddy, mm-hmm. but Daddy fucked up. Daddy fucked up so bad this on one, this one. This one, he just fucked up Real hard. This one he fought. Let's re let's mm-hmm. recap for a second. Your buddy, your best friend, Genshin no, Impact, told you to go to this lady's house because she's sick. You go to the house, she dies, you have a baby. What do you do? Nothing. You take the baby. You don't tell anyone that she died. You don't tell anyone about the baby. You don't find suitable family parentage for the baby. You don't find an orphanage for the baby. You take the baby. You steal a baby. Daddy stole a baby. That's not his baby. He doesn't get that baby. Like, you don't get, you know, it's not like, hey, you know, finders keepers <laughs> on babies. Like, you don't get to keep that baby. It's I brought not her your baby. into this world. She's my baby now. 
I know if that worked, then every every sort of OBGYN would have 900 <laughs> kids. Like, no, that's not how it works. If you bring out the baby, doesn't mean you get to keep the baby. You didn't win a baby. Well, I don't see anyone here who's alive who wants and this baby. Just like, why the <laughs> fuck off, dude? Like, why the fuck wasn't the baby given to me? And they're like, you just couldn't have known. You weren't allowed to know. Well, yeah, because Clint Von Zeke's didn't want his baby to be associated with his crimes so it couldn't remain in the von zeke's family and it's like hey bud that's also not how it works no so they but here's what fucks me up though because clint is like how come no one told me about the baby because it should be my baby because i you know and then does nothing for the rest of the game correct so now him and kazuma Exit stage right, like or exit stage left. Yeah, him and Kazuma are like, you want to go get drinks? And they're like, yeah, sure. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, Von Zeeks, what are you gonna go do afterwards? Like, what, what's, what's your plan here? And he goes, I'm gonna quit being a prosecutor. I'm gonna tell everyone of my family crimes, or we're gonna be destitute and disgraced, and I'm gonna leave the city. And Kazuma's like, yeah, and we're like, what if and you Kazuma's didn't like, Fuck, do that? No, you're not. Come on, man, don't be a chicken. Stick it out. We'll be good. And they're like, hmm, okay. Okay. Um. By the way, amongst the list of things that he was going to do, it wasn't take care of the child that he knew that his brother had or his brother's unnamed wife. Uh, he wasn't going to take responsibility for the orphan. That was not amongst the list of things he was going to no. do. No. So we go back to Baker Street. Everyone's having a party. Gina's there blowing off the, the smoke bombs and uh, we're going to have dinner. And she's like, I'm going to go back to being a thief. And we're like, here's Gregson's pocket watch and he's be wound every day. You should stay a detective. And she goes, yes, I should. So. Yeah. Well, she's like, yeah, because I, I made a promise I was going to find your dad, Iris. And Iris is like, oh, I don't care anymore. Because every time I cared, it made things really hard for the people around me. And. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care, care anymore. anymore. Um, and we, uh, and we don't tell her. No, we don't tell her. And she says, I've got the best daddy ever. And that's Herlock Sholmes. Like, doesn't acknowledge it and just turns to Mikotoba and starts a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, uh, like, come on, man. And also, Herlock Sholmes is not the best daddy ever. Uh, but it just bothered me. Like, the amount of, like, clear example that Herlock isn't the best daddy ever, where she says, you're the best daddy ever, and I'm so glad you're my daddy, and he immediately turns to somebody else and changes the subject. Yeah. So, uh, we party, and then we go to bed, and Susano's not there, but Daddy Mikotoba comes up and check on us and goes, hey, um, thanks for not telling her the truth. Telling her who her real dad is, yeah, thanks. Uh, the whole reason I called Susano back those months ago was because, uh, you guys were too close to what the, the Hounds of Baskerville story, um, and it was, I didn't want you guys working together to figure it out. So I took the only part, the only other person who has brain cells in this house away from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you couldn't have figured this out by yourself. Surely not. You left him alone with nothing to do. Yeah. He turns out he's a little yeah. bit dumb, but if he had three more brain cells, he couldn't figure this out alone. Well, also Herlock, even though Herlock presumably knows the correct information, he wouldn't tell anybody. So I couldn't have the two of you working together to solve a problem. Yeah. Uh, I was bad about that reason. Anyway, we're like, and so Daddy's like, oh, we'll, t we'll tell Iris one day when she needs to learn the truth or whatever. I'm like, I hate you all. 
You're also fucking terrible. I, no, this was, I was so mad. This is not it. Hey, writers, no, stop it. Like, stop, stop it. it. Stop it. It would have done no harm at this point to tell her. No, because then she, because, and here's how you do it. You tell her the truth and she goes, it doesn't, you know, I'm happy to know, but it's not going to change anything about my life or, or who I am because I have the best daddy ever, Herlock Shams. And it's even more heartwarming than if she actually knows the truth. Right. But anyway, we're like, hey, um, Mikatoba, we're going to come back to Japan with you and be a defense attorney. And he's like, happy to hear it. I'll arrange your papers. We're going to leave in a few days. Susato, he leaves mm-hmm. and Susato's like, yeah, I overheard the whole thing. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm happy for you. And we're like, thanks. You're going to do great with Kazuma. Uh, I want to ask her, but I can't ask her. She can't ditch her life to come be with me. Um, End scene. We are now on the docks ready to ship out. And we have voice acting now, and I wish we didn't. Everyone sounds terrible. I hate the voice acting in this game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I was too busy being mad about all of the ground that we gained in Ryo. Rinosuke actually had character development in this case, and I was really happy about it. And I, all of the ground that we gained is gone. Like, we, it got wiped out in the scene with Daddy Mikotoba. Um It's completely... We lost. So I was just, I didn't even pay attention to voice, the voices and judge them because I was so mad about what we had just destroyed. Well, because I guess basically the reason I was so mad is because the actor for Ryunosuke has, is monotone. He has no depth or characterization or emotion in his voice. Susato almost doesn't. And Kazuma Sogi, whose voice is so inappropriate for the way he looks, has the most. And then Herlock Sholmes opens his goddamn mouth and he sounds like a proper... And I'm like, I can't. You can't sound like this. You mean he doesn't sound like a Bishonen anime Correct. twink? He sounds like actually the Bishonako? Yes. And I was super, super <laughs> mad about it. And Iris sounds like a little girl, so she's fine. But anyway, so we, we get to voice acting and I hate it. But um, we're all saying our goodbyes and fucking Kazuma shows up. But Susato's, Susato's like... Um, Oh, Cosmo shows up and goes, hey, actually, I almost murdered Gregson for real, for real. Can you take my sword until I, like, chill my shit? So he gives us his his Japanese sword, and we're... But he keeps the other one. And we cross swords, and we're like, I'll see you again in court, my friend. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna actually become a prosecutor and study under Von Zeeks, because I'm gonna keep defeating the darkness. And so... No, I was like, I was like, get the... Like, Cosmo's a dangerous person who should not have authority, (laughs) was the moral of this cup scene. Yeah. Uh, But he stays, and then Susano's like, actually, I want to come with you, Ryo Nosuke. I want to be your jujitsu assistant. And we're like, you... You, you do? And she's like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so she's like, I already put my truck on the ship. Uh, and they're both so painfully Japanese about it, basically, is what Kazuma says. Yeah. Um, and then we get on the ship and we go back to Japan. Um, Kazuma's like, see you again, friend. And I wrote, he's calling us his friend, which I think is rude, because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe, you know, maybe we won't see him again. <laughs> And then in the final credits of here, uh, we close out on a picture of of the cat, uh, Iris, Shloms, Ryo, Susato, and Kazuma next to the Darumu doll that has the second eye filled in. He filled in the second eye. I that did was like cute. that. Part. And then you know, at the end, you see yeah. Rinosuke walking by all the other people and they're like little sprites doing stuff. And you see Daddy fully busting moves. Daddy does the dance and it's, it's the, the best. best. Yes, it's the best. Uh, objection, the end. Objection the end. We did have a, the little slideshow of what everyone is doing 
after the... Yeah, and none of it was noteworthy to me. None of it matters. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but we did have... Don't worry, we did have that slideshow. Oh, actually, well, I did I did write down, actually, um, the, that uh, Vigil Daily and the Redheads are apparently going to go out and do crimes together. And his wife's happy about it. <laughs> that was a weird thing in the prison that they did. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, but, you know, uh, they. I just kept being like, you're not the Skulkins. Get out of yep. here. Um, so that's the end. That's the end. All right. I wrote down on a piece of paper. I, I put it into three sections. And it's on a physical piece of paper because that's how I do things. And I have three sections. And one section is called Good, Brave, I Respect It. One section is called A Choice that I'm giving them credit for even if it didn't work. And one section I have called Bad Trash Cowardly. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready I, for I list? love these categories, so please go on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with Bad Trash Cowardly and then we'll go back to the good stuff. Because there, I do have good stuff on here. Uh, less, but I've got, I just was, I had to just, and these are not all of my thoughts. These are just the thoughts that I was, could write down what I was writing down. Okay. So, um, bad trash cowardly. The stand didn't stay destroyed. Um, all of Rinosuke's character development is erased and also Susano's question mark. Um, again, having a parentage mystery and telling the audience, but not the character. Uh, Kazuma's dad did not send him hate mail. <laughs> Never explained. Never explained who did send him hate mail. Um, the breaks are all terrible. Uh, Clint, bad except not really. I thought that was cowardly because they could have gone all in and made him the professor, but instead they were like, "Well, he just killed one guy one time, and that was forgivable because that guy was bad, uh, and then he was actually a good person though." Cowardly. Commit to the bit. Um, the ring shit. Not his ring. Insane. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I've written here. Um, and that's not even everything, but that's what that is. Okay, choice worth credit, even if it didn't work. Kazuma not really doing anything, but also, <laughs> but also be overcome by his emotions. I mean, it was a choice, right? They did commit to something. It just didn't work, uh-huh. right? Um, baby stealing daddy, culture and shame shit. It was a choice, but it didn't work. Um, our judge coming back. Here's the fix I have. Okay. Right. And it and it feeds into the one thing I didn't read on my bad trash cowardly list, which is also the first entry. I skipped it. Um, Deus Ex Queen Victoria, who does not appear on screen, who was not set up at all. Yeah. Fucking trash garbage. Because the moral of this story, if you look at it that way, the moral of this story is that the monarch will save us from corruption. Uh. <laughs> And maybe, you know what, other countries, tell me if this is just too painfully American of me. But uh, no, the the ruling authority figure who has been ordained by God is not going to save us from corruption, by the way. Um, so here's what, here is my fix. We have affection for our judge. This is something that happens in every game. We have affection for our real judge. We don't like it when our judge is taken away from us. So... When the crowd turns towards Strongheart, when Strongheart says, haven't I eliminated crime and am I not so great? Would you want to ruin the fabric of society by letting this trial conclude? Um, and the, the crowd goes, no, you know, we, we have to stick with Strongheart on this one and starts chanting Strongheart. What you do is you have our judge in the audience stand up and say, no, all of you suck and are cowards. We need to do the right thing and uphold real justice. 
and him be the persuading factor that gets the crowd back on our side. And then the message becomes that corruption can be destroyed by one brave person standing up for the truth, which is the real moral of Ace Attorney. So you would have our judge trigger that. Maybe you have Herlock be like, and by the way, uh, the queen agrees. Sure, whatever. And then you have our judge take back over the stand. The reeling, the ruling coming from our own judge, who was also the one to sway the audience, would feel more powerful. But what happens in the real game is that deus ex queen Victoria comes on, says, you're all going to prison. And then our judge, who presumably was in the audience chanting for <laughs> Strongheart, gets on the stand and says, good job, boys. <laughs> I do get it's... the sense that through like the 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 audience thing is not everyone in the gallery was chanting strong heart. I at least that's what I have I to can't, believe. I can't believe that because I have no evidence to the contrary. I have to believe everyone in the audience was chanting for strong heart. I, I, that's fair. I had just assumed there was a few dissenting voices was like, could we like, is this really valid? And that some people were like, yeah, it is strong heart, strong heart. So. I assumed it was, like, most of them were swayed and loud, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, we can give our judge the benefit of the doubt, but when he showed his face again, I was like, oh, our judge. Oh, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so now that that's over with, let me get to my good, brave, respected list. It's very short. Uh Um, Daddy's deduction dance. (laughs) Loved it. Great. That whole thing I said earlier about, like, show not telling male stronghearts per- real personality, I really did, like, I thought they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryanosuke finally had development by, like, realizing that he is his own person and he is not the shadow of Kazuma. I liked that. Um, and then the ne- the fact that they never explained why Hosunaga coughs up blood, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good choice, actually. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, so I will, I mean, you're, you're pretty like, yeah, like you, you've summed up beautifully. The one thing I don't necessarily agree with you on is Ryunosuke's character development because he realized he was his own person, but then never actually became his own person. Like he just basically stopped liking Kazuma. That's the only thing he, that changed. He did stop liking Kazuma, but the point in the trial when he goes, Kazuma, fuck you, I'm not doing this for you. I'm I respect you know, that. I'm doing I'm doing this for justice. That's what I'm I'm saying the peak of his character development was that and then he immediately went and backtracked all of it, right? With like, yeah. well, Sasato is not really my assistant. He, she has to stay here because she's Cosmo's assistant. Cosmo's better than me in every single You just watched that dumb motherfucker <laughs> sign up to be an assassin. Uh, to kill and and Cosmo says in the trial, "Hey, why'd you sign up to be an assassin?" And he goes, "It was I had no other way to get to England." Yeah, no other way. And and I thought I kept making fun of that because England in the assassin exchange sends a real assassin to pretend to be an exchange <laughs> student, <laughs> and Japan sends an exchange student to pretend to be an assassin. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's so stupid. And I did get hung up on what does Japan get out of the assassin exchange? Um, but it's, you know, I think that can be explained away, explained away because male Strongheart is the only person who benefits from the assassin exchange and he forced Jigoku to agree to it. Japan actually gets nothing from the assassin's exchange. 
at all. Correct. Yeah, but I don't like that because why would Japan sign up for an assassin exchange in which they got nothing? Because once again, male Strongheart's like, well, I made Judge Jigoku agree to the assassin exchange because I reminded him that if I went public with the information that he shot his best friend, um, he would be ruined. What the fuck are you talking about? That's government secrets. How are you going to go public with the fact that he shot his best friend? You would then have to reveal the identity of the professor. Oh, you're fucking right. He, it's the the worst lie that I've ever heard that Judge G, like the person who makes the least sense to me in this case is Judge Jigoku, who should not have agreed to anything at any point in the entire game. I think the the role of Judge Jigoku, obviously, like, he's manipulated throughout the whole thing, but because he is part of the whole treaty between... He, like, helped design the treaty between Britain and Japan, that mm-hmm. Strongheart probably had the authority and power to ruin that treaty along the way and any other oh, parts. Oh, sure. Yeah. Even if it but wasn't he got, just a secret. But he got the treaty done. It's over. It's done. We did it. Yeah, but... What's he gonna do? Ruin it now? Apparently, I'm, because that, that was I'm, a threat in I'm the first Jigoku. case. Jigoku could stay in Tokyo for the rest of his fucking life and not have to worry about anything. And and so say male Strongheart tanks the treaty. Well, at that point, it's not Judge Jigoku's fault. He got the treaty through. That's a good point. Fuck this. Don't go. Hey, male Strongheart invited you to a, a forensic symposium. Hey, guess what, man? I'm not going. You think I'm going to walk within any amount of distance between you, male Strongheart, and me? Absolutely not. Goodbye. Yeah, this actually really, su- his whole his whole function really suffers from being in a different country. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like he he's untouchable. What's he going to do? Hire another assassin to come get me? Well, I know judo. <laughs> Fucking, I'll watch my back for the rest of my life. And if I see a white person, I won't let them near me. <laughs> like, what is he going to do? What's he going to do? It's a great question. If Jazeel Brett was going to assassinate Judge Jigoku, she would have done it on the stand. So he knows that male Strongheart hasn't sent an assassin after him because the assassin he sent to Japan didn't kill him. That was fucking stupid of Strongheart, too. I guess he wanted something out of it. He wanted something out of it, yeah. So, I mean, I just, it, like, setting, if I set aside that nothing, none of male Strong, none, no, not male Strong, none of Judge Jigoku's decisions make any sense. I can set, don't worry, fam. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sin of sins this game on that alone. I can set that, I can suspend my disbelief and go, maybe he was always in a panic and he made the wrong choice, right? Yeah. Okay, or maybe there's, set it aside. Maybe there's some dumb political things that we don't know about, but probably exist yeah. in, in the game universe, possibly, you know? Sure. Set that aside. Okay, fine. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it does mean that Japan chose the, like, worst person to go on an assassination trip. And then I was like, well, why the fuck did Kazuma bring us? To help kill... Kazuma... No, Kazuma... I don't think he brought us to help kill. I think he did. Well, no, he I, said he was never going to do the assassination, but I don't know. Only, I don't believe him. The only thing I can think of is what Tony brought up when I brought up this question, which is that he brought Ryanosuke to be his defense attorney when he did the assassination in England. But at that point, he wasn't going to be an, a defense attorney. He was just going to 
be a, a bum, really. Right. He was just going to be a bum in England living off our uh, our stipend. Yeah. So why the fuck did he bring us? I honestly believe it was to help do a murder. Or basically... You think that... Or to do the research. You think we're any good at doing a murder? No, but I think it's either... So it's either Kazuma, because he's a shit friend, either thinks that he's going to help us uncover what happened to our dad. Like, we're going to just have a lot of free time, so we're going to do a lot of investigating. Or to help Mm -hmm. do a murder. Maybe. I don't know. Figure out what happened to the real Genshin Impact. Like... Maybe. Um... Hmm... Anyway, it's okay if you only disagree with me on that Rinosuke character development thing. That's fine. Do you have anything you would like to add to my categories? Which, let me remind you, are good, brave, and I respect it. A change that is worth credit even though it didn't work. And bad trash cowardly. Uh, let me see here. I don't think so. I think that kind of, like, covers a lot of stuff. Um, my my The rest of my stuff is, is observational, I suppose. Which is, um... Okay. How Strongheart was betrayed. Also, Von Zeke standing next to literally anyone makes him look so fucking stupid because he is so over-decorated compared to everyone else. Yeah, he does not look like he belongs in the game. No, yeah. he's... Um, I do, before, we could do your observations because I think that's it, but I do want to say, like, I didn't spend a lot of time complaining about the Queen Victoria thing. Um, and that is the opposite of my feelings on it. My feelings about the Queen Victoria thing are extreme. And I think it was quite possibly the worst way that that case could have ended. Um, uh, that's all. I just want to say, like, just to reiterate, even though we haven't given it a lot of airtime, that Queen Victoria thing made me so angry. Like, more angry than anything else in the entire game. It didn't make me that angry, but that's because at this point in the game, I was so resigned to... It ending. <laughs> I didn't really care how it was ending because it just needed to end. Uh, because they made us play this this case for two whole cases. Yeah, that. I mean, it was very long, and we've talked about pacing, but uh, it also ended disappointingly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really wish Ryunosuke actually didn't go home to become a defense attorney. I wish he went to go do something else. Like, I wish he would just go to another country. And yeah. do something else there. I, w- I want him to be happy, and he's not happy doing anything except for the deduction dance. But I also don't want him to be near Sherlock anymore, because Sherlock is a, ba- is a bad person. I also don't think he, like, I think he gets swept up in the deduction dance. I don't think he actually enjoys it. Um, but I think what he would enjoy is going somewhere else away from literally everybody. Yeah. Uh, because his best friend... Susano could go back home and be a defense attorney. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Um, I guess the cowardly thing about this is they made it two games. That's that's the thing I disrespect and hate the most, is that they made this two games. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really want to get into, like, how they could do that differently. Um, the Queen Victoria... Yeah, I guess the Queen Victoria part just... They didn't even give her a sprite. No, I didn't expect them to. No, but, like, that's how you're going to do it off screen? Ma'am, do you know how little voice acting we get in this game? I don't- that then piss- fire the voice actors and give Queen Victoria Sprite. Fucking Gina doesn't get a overlay. Cosmo sounds like fucking shit. Strongheart doesn't get a voice. Like, no one gets- a- No, 
objections. They didn't voice the screams. They they had Jigoku does a scream and Male Strongheart does a scream and they didn't voice either one. Yeah. And and Male Strongheart doing the clapping, like if you didn't they didn't he's already gonna be compared to Gant. Right. Why would you give him more Gant like qualities? Right. They did that and And they did that. I don't know, I agree. All the all the breaks in this game were disappointing. Yeah. Um I also, like, basically kind of got mad to, I guess we're just in my observation lands, that Naruhodo and Susato are in traditional Japanese clothes the entire time, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. and that's to give you the sense of otherness and to keep that reinforced throughout the game. Daddy and Jigoku show up in Western clothes and stay in Western clothes, and it makes me just so damn mad that then we're forced to look at our two main characters as other while everyone else agrees. And it's just like, why couldn't they stay in Japanese clothes? Or like, are our characters too poor to afford clothes? Probably. Um, it's just it just reinforced otherness in a way that like wasn't necessary, I suppose. Not at that stage in the game. Yeah, I think that they don't need it. You know, maybe you wanted at the start when they first get here, but also after the time skip, like buy another shirt, dude. Yeah. Um, also that, uh, we just gave up on anime cutscenes. We did. We, we, I do think we ran out of money because we stretched it into two games. Then just fucking don't do them. Yeah. That pissed me off. Um, uh, and then also in this case, we did not clean up our evidence like we do in other Ace Attorney games where someone goes and cleans up the evidence you don't We should have cleaned up the evidence. Holy shit, we had yes. so much evidence at the end of this My game. My god, we should have cleaned up the evidence. Yeah. Uh, so that was a small game mechanic gripe of mine. Um. But I guess the, the 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 thing that I would like to acknowledge is a good thing that you you brought up with Strongheart as the ultimate villain. A, yes, we all knew from the moment he walked in with his Gant-like features, he was <laughs> evil, yeah. right? Uh, but I really respect the way that they, they kept that arrogance going and he would admit stuff, but it didn't matter. And very much akin to the power level, but not exactly, cause she's not, he's not Queen Victoria, but like, uh, in um, Spirit of Justice, Spirit. Mm-hmm. where we have her literally rewriting the law, panicked and literally changed into a villain outfit. <laughs> I do, I do think it would have been better if Strongheart had changed into more of a villain outfit. Um, instead of a unicorn but, staff. <laughs> instead of a unicorn staff, yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing I'm kind of sad about with Strongheart is like when he is not in court, his theme of time. And uh, clocks and checking his watch is huge. But when he does get to sit behind that judge's stand, like, he doesn't care about that anymore. Yeah. I thought he, like, became, like, he did a good job of being, like, an objective judge of hitting the facts, basically. But his arrogance, like, letting it seep in with the actual details of, like, yeah. Yeah, it did. They did a good job with Strongheart. And I didn't think they were going to be able to circle that square. So they did. Yeah. I do like that. Because he appears very um, his, calm. His and break rational. was bad. Though. His break was bad. And put, he very generally like appears calm and rational as yes. he like stops you constantly. Uh, but we have also said this. We are so tired of the I did it. And this whole theme of both of the games. I did it for the good of the country. I did it for Britain. I did it for justice. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, Ace Attorney is about the definition of justice, but these lofty things of, I did it for my ambitions, my ambitions being getting rid of all the scum of London, my ambitions being being at the top of the chain, and also killing everyone who stands in my way? Like, 
I don't know. I, I do wish he would have given up the pretense of the good of the country at some point. Because then, if you are going to do Deus Ex Queen Victoria, like, uh, if he doesn't care about the good of the country anymore, it's all the more reason for her to get rid of him. But he he holds on to, it. this is for Britain the whole time. This is for London. This is for the future. Um, this is for science. And I at some point, you wanted him to just drop the pretext. Yeah, but he, like, held both values equally but separate in his hands and i feel Mm -hmm. like we just never kind of like got him to admit that um you know you know queen victoria i don't like that we did herlock as holograms there no they didn't give they that they didn't deserve like they didn't build up to it like if if herlock had hologram technology you think we would have seen seen or mentioned it at any point before the like final final climax right we 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 spent so much time on stereoscopes going over the definition and how to use them in in the previous game and when he had a hologram projector (laughs) he had all been projector secretly this whole time um also the functionality of how we can only see herlock but uh for some reason queen victoria can see the entire courtroom doesn't make sense and we can't see yeah yeah it doesn't make sense but you know you know, yeah. I guess in conc- in final thoughts of overall the story and plot of this game is that you know we spent a lot of time in the beginning going like, is the point of this game get used to disappointment and not learning the truth? And that wasn't the point of this game. But I don't know really. It was my lesson. <laughs> it wasn't for the characters, but it also it was my personal lesson. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it, you know, it it didn't finish off of, like, life doesn't go the way you always... It, it does, life doesn't always go the way you think it is, right? Like, we have people accidentally killing each other. Accidental murders don't ever feel good. Big bad villains get taken down feels good. But it doesn't feel... And then we're like, I guess I do want to be a defense attorney. And Kazuma's gonna be a prosecutor. We'll cross swords again. But, like, no one's perfect? Is that the moral of the story? Pobody's nerfing? Pobody nerfing, I think, is the moral of Great Ace Attorney. Except for the queen. Except for the queen. Except for the monarch. Like, I I can't get over it. Um, But uh, I also, let me take a detour for a second. So at the end of the day, Gregson is bad. Gregson's a good detective, but was we learned in the last game only in the name of justice. Everything is for the queen. Everything is for the country. He, well, no, because he like the first time that he falsified evidence was for queen and country. But at, for ten years he's been an, an uh, assassin t- team, and that's just been because he's been blackmailed. It's not for the good of the country. Or, or do you think that he is part of the Reaper gang because he thinks that the Reaper is doing good for the country? I think it's he's being blackmailed, but then in order to save himself, he drank the juice. Does that make sense? Maybe. He believes but that Strongheart I, they, is doing the good of the country and you have to get your hands a little dirty in order to do the good of the country. Or he'll die. If he actually drank drank the Kool-Aid or drank the juice, right? And he believed it. Then why, when we had the conversation with him of, I think I'm going to transfer to France and I'm going to take Gina with me. And we go, oh, so you can save her from the Reaper's curse? And he goes, yeah. Oh, did Gregson know it was Strongheart? He, he must have. have. 
And, and, you know, arguably, like, I can fill in the blanks, right? And I can fill in the blanks there in a satisfying way, which is Gregson was manipulated to be part of the Reaper gang, and he did drink the Kool-Aid for many years until he met Gina and realized that she was undeserving of the uh, wrath that was about to come on her, and that, oh no, you know, the criminal underbelly of London can be reformed. And so I need to now leave the Reaper crew because I no longer believe it and I'm going to take this girl with me so she doesn't suffer the consequences of my past actions. Um, but that's not in the text of the game. No, but that's that was the text that I was about to say, but you said it much better than I would have. I mean, we could we can go with it. I'll give them that, you know. I'll give them a little bit of credit and say that's what they intended maybe. I don't know if it's even in the subtext. That's the problem. Like, I don't know if I'm making that up entirely or if it actually is present in the subtext about Gregson. Yeah, I guess it's kind of nice in a way that Gregson's dead because then we didn't have to confront this. We can have all these what ifs because it yeah. would not have in the game, I don't think, resulted in a satisfying way. No, um, it is also a little like, don't think too much about how... You know, Gregson died instantly from the bullet wound, but he was violently assaulted multiple times before his death and likely died in pain. Yeah. He was strangled. He was strangled and then he woke up and then was shot. Yeah. So he also saw it coming. Yeah. And before that had a sword pointed at him, which then uh, ended up in a trunk. So we actually never know what Kazuma did to assault Gregson. Because he broke his sword somehow. He did. He slashed at Gregson hard enough to break his sword. And then left? Like, and then left. Believe. Hard to believe, right? Hard to believe. Uh, no. I don't, this is, I don't trust Kazuma. But also the, the Kazuma is actually bad transformation doesn't go hard enough. Because I know at the, a couple of episodes ago I said, you know, how interesting would it be if Kazuma was actually a serial killer and knowing this about his father and going through the trauma of having amnesia unlocked the secret serial killer, you know, mm-hmm. part of his personality. We don't get, we don't commit to that hard enough for it to be satisfying. No, what they do is they try to just present Kazuma as a young rash man who is going to have to learn. Yeah. And he knows that he has the killer coat in him, even though his dad never killed anyone. Even though his dad never killed anyone. Well, he did kill Clint in an honorable duel. Yeah, but I guess that was with honor. Yeah. (laughs) My dad's not a murderer, except for the one time when it was a good thing. And Clint Von Zeeks is also not a murderer, except for the one time when it was a good thing. And my dad, my daddy Mikatoba is not a bad person, except for the one time he stole a baby. Uh, Mikotoba's the only one too that I, I forgive because I like him otherwise. <laughs> I do like him. I like don't get me wrong, I like Daddy Mikotoba. I like his little dancing feet. I like we we started the game thinking he was gonna be like a real overbearing father with a lot of gender roles on him, but ultimately he turned out to be much better than that and yeah. and I like him. I don't think he should have stole that baby. <laughs> Just don't. No, I don't think so. I think the only and... person without flaws here is Hosonaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hosonaga's the only one. <laughs> Not a single uh... flaw in that <laughs> no, Hosonaga's a good dude, and even the times when he steals evidence, he's still a good dude. 
And the fact that we can, that a telegram comes into him and it goes, Hosunaga, I need you to go raid one of the top government officials in Japan's office for me. Sincerely, Rinosuke Naruhoto. And he goes, hell yes. <laughs> and we're like, wonder what costume he wore. And then sprints over there and gets it back to us within 24 hours. I, I was like, my hero. Truly, truly. And re- meanwhile, Herlock says this and, and Rionosuke is like, you said it in my name? And I was like, Rionosuke, you have the ultimate homeboy waiting for you at home. You have a real true friend and not Kazuma. And <laughs> your real true friend is Hosunaga. Which I guess in the after credits, Hosunaga is on trial and he... Hosunaga is on trial for his actions, but for some reason yeah. he hired... Uh, Susato's um, friend from the first case. Susato's friend and and, uh, and Soseki Natsumi. Covered in cats. Yeah. And he's like, maybe I should have hired a real lawyer. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen and the Hosunaga is living the dream back home. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think he's probably on trial for being caught stealing things from a top judicial uh, from, yeah, thing. Yeah. Because also, I'm like, is Jugoku going to get actually tried for his actions in Britain or is he going to get diplomatic immunity and be able to go home? Because according to the treaty, he's supposed to get diplomatic immunity and go home. But because, like, I mean... But he, like, gets really out of, like, bent out of shape. And I'm like, well, he killed another Japanese man 10 years ago. And, like, he can't be tried for that here, technically, because that's the public immunity. But he did kill a British man. Yeah. So, and Victoria's probably not gonna let him go home. But, but maybe. I mean, yeah, I think that, that it comes down to, remember, this is a closed trial. So it only comes down to whether Queen Victoria is going to order a public trial for Jigoku or or she's just going to let him go back home. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Don't, we'll never know. They don't say. Um, they don't choose your own ending there. Yeah. Um, who sent hate mail to Kazuma as a child? Who sent hate mail to Kazuma? <laughs> that is not you ever th- extrapolated, huh? The only answer I can think of it's is if it's not no, him. is male strongheart because of his cocky ass like bullshit, you know? Yeah, that's the. Only- I think he was just like. You know who I'd like to traumatize? A Japanese child. <laughs> like it honestly is the only thing that would that would make sense because personality-wise, it makes sense if it was male Strongheart. As like the last way to get back at Genshin Impact is to fuck up his kid, the only thing he cared about. Strongheart got drunk one night and would be like, wouldn't it be fucking funny? And then <laughs> wouldn't sends it a letter. Be so funny if I sent hate mail to a 13-year-old Japanese kid. And the answer that he comes to, because he's a, he's a 4chan troll, is yes. Yeah, and he does it. <laughs> and then he did it. And what if I put state secrets in there? It'll be fine, because nobody cares about state secrets. God. <laughs> um, that's, I don't know, I don't think I have anything else at this time about this case, really. I'm also disappointed that the dog was nothing. I know you are. Um, I you know, I won't dwell on it because everyone's like, who fucking cares? But we spent two games talking about the talking Hounds about the Hound of Baskervilles, and then it turned out to be like absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, on that note, though, good thing that in Gakuten, no, in uh, yeah, Gakuten Kenji, but uh, investigations too. Um, dog murderer there, reign supreme. Reign supreme, best murderer, best good, dog murderer. Good oh, for him. Good. Great guy. You know, as far as our list of dog murderers go, he outclasses Clint by like seven years, thousand miles. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Got great. It. Great. Perfect. The crown remains. <laughs> um. 
Do you want to do emails now or you want to do them with Kevin? I think we're going to do it with Kevin because I think we can yeah. bring this up. Um, oh, wait, Madly Roy thinks. There's a reason why Naruhodon Co. didn't tell Iris about John Wilson. However, Naruhodon and Susato don't know about it at this point. My personal theory is that Herlock took Naruhodon and Susato and told him not to tell Iris about John Wilson. Again, I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, no, it's because they're fucking cowards. They should have told her and then they should have learned they were wrong and then that would have fucked Iris up and they would have had to deal with the repercussions of telling her things they weren't sure of. Here's the thing that fucks me up the most about this. Look, and everyone's probably like, leave it alone about the dad thing. The game is about seeking the truth regardless of the damage that it does. That's the moral of the series. So how come we don't do it when it comes to daddies and mommies? And family. And family. How come it is only appropriate to seek the truth uh, without remorse in the courtroom? Uh, in When it is never explained to us why that is inappropriate outside the courtroom. Why? It would be interesting if they had done it and they were wrong because then we, we could have a separate side of things where we examine like, hey, maybe my relentless pursuit of the truth is sometimes inappropriate. But we didn't do that. Or maybe like I need to learn what is true before I start saying things because I need yes. I need to I need to examine everything from all angles. I can't just take some things at face value. Like it could have been a lesson we could have learned. And it's a lesson that we did learn in Justice for All because we defended Madame Guard. Right. And and um for some reason uh, you know, that was game two and now we're on game six and for some reason that lesson has never come up again. Mm. I guess in Apollo Justice with the forged evidence, it kind of came up. Like, you know, if I know the truth, but I am unable to prove it, is it ethically correct for me to make the truth known? If if the truth is unable to be proven, but I am I know it for sure, is that ethical? Was kind of a question that came up in Apollo Justice. And then... Uh, and in this game, they took that concept and, like, put it in the game. And I think hoped you assumed you had that conflict and all those thoughts from that game and just inserted them into this game because we didn't talk about it in this game. We just I don't did know it. if we assumed that. I think that this was, uh, an, uh, uh, they attempted, and maybe they just bit off more than they could chew, um, ethically speaking. Like, not ethically, but, you, you know, mm, well, I, the deeper message. They bit off more than they could chew and they tried to fit it into two games and they just didn't stick the landing i don't know i think that's my overall takeaway is this could have been one game that would have been longer than a normal ace attorney game but they they had to make things super complicated in order to justify a two game game and instead of focusing on like the core and heart of like the story they're trying to tell and the lessons they want to learn they kind of dip their toes into too many pot or like their pen into too many pots and so now we kind of have I don't know, a lot of, like, unfulfilling conclusions. I, you know, that might just be it at the end of the day. And and Ace Attorney is not unique in this. Like, it is 2023, and every movie has to have three sequels, all of which are three and a half hours long. And it's not working anymore. I think everyone's trying to do too much, and therefore they, they extend the time and draw it, because people expect it. And what I... What I I, I I really do feel bad because people like this game 
and they feel that, yeah, it was worth two games, and I think it's because the way we play it and the way we analyze it, like, makes it a lot harder for us to agree with that. But I really did like Investigations 2. That was a good game. Like, Ace Attorney is capable of being good, it's just that they hit the wall, they tried to go backwards by having an ancestor, and then instead of focusing and honing, they made it two games and spread themselves out into too, and too many things. I think you're totally right. And I think that um, we may have hit on what it is, is that they tried to make it too complicated and have too many themes in this game. Even if you think back to, and I'm sorry everyone who hasn't played it, you know, our, our playthroughs are on YouTube. If you care to watch us do it, we, you know, um, in, if you think about it, they only explored one theme in Investigations 2. And it was parent-to-child trauma transfer. That was the only theme, but they looked at different aspects of that theme. How can the parent-to-child trauma... Uh, how would it look in this situation? How would it look in this situation? How would it look in this situation? But that was the only theme. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that... chef's kiss simple deceptively simple but you're looking at it from many 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 different perspectives let's do an entire treatise on the the parent-child trauma uh trans you know familial trauma the theme of this game is familial trauma and let's look at it from lots of different aspects love it a plus (laughs) and and here we're looking at you know we're looking at countries and and cultures and racism and we're looking at you know technology and science and whether science is actually good and whether the implementation of science is ethical and whether that is actually what comes down to and we're looking you know we're looking at too much yeah we're looking at too much the theme needs to be simple and then build off of it and instead we have six themes yeah I think that's true, because I'm thinking back to, like, the last few games of Ace Attorney, right? Because I think Spirit of Justice, if I was going to boil down the theme and remove the characters from it, the theme of Spirit of Justice is relativity of the law. You know, the law itself is not always just, because the law can be manipulated, right? Mm -hmm. That's the theme, basically. The ethics of the law right right yeah because everything is so complex in this country um and so yeah like i they didn't the, execute the it law well. is created by humans and humans are fallible yeah which right. they they executed it poorly in my opinion however there is a theme there you found it there's a theme they pulled it in from dual destinies i think because the dual destinies theme if you remember was the dark age of the law right and overcoming this dark age of the law because we still, like, I don't think Dual Destiny's really focused on their theme super well. I don't, yeah, I don't think that they, and, and I don't think that their theme is as cognized. They pick the theme of the Dark Age of the Law, but it doesn't, that's a subject. It doesn't have a predicate. Yeah, I agree. Um, because the end, of, the end of it is, you know, like, Athena with all of her trauma and, and fears and issues is becoming an up-and-coming lawyer. So her origin story, on top of the Dark Age of the Law, on top of this phantom who doesn't know his own face, but is, you know, like, a killer. Like, there is, they, they just don't all connect into that topic. Mm-hmm. I think we just solved, we just solved for them what they needed to go back to and focus on is, is focus. Yeah. I guess good job, team. Good job, team. 
Good job, team. And and I want to say again, sort of like, uh, we're not casting aspersions on the players of these games. And if you liked Great Ace Attorney and it's one of your favorites or your favorite, good. I'm happy. I want you to like it. I'm glad you have a favorite game in the series. And I'm glad you got a lot of enjoyment out of this one. I, I want that for you. I want that for all of the fans of this series is to like the games in this series. We don't dislike you for liking it. We don't dislike you for liking it. We don't think you're bad for liking it. We don't think you're wrong for liking it. You are correct for liking what you like and enjoying what you enjoy. And I want you to enjoy it. I want you to. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, but I think unless you have anything else about this case specifically, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap. Send us emails. Object to this podcast at gmail.com. Or object to this dot tumblr.com uh, find our podcast on spotify stitcher apple podcasts uh anywhere your rss feed feeds out to we live on Podbean, which is thank you dark shadow rage 2 off the youtubes for the use of our theme song hey pal a detective gumshoe remake and michelle for the garbage at the end yeah i don't know yeah well that's okay <laughs> yeah uh next episode is a full game recap so this is the time to tell us anything you want to tell us Anything you want to talk about in this game, impressions, things that we should have noticed, things that we should appreciate more, things that we should, you know, things that you think we're wrong about. Um, Kevin's going to be on also. So we're going to have Kev- any questions for Kevin about this game. <laughs> we'll be happy to ask them. Um, all right, everybody. Until then, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? <laughs> Don't you fail to save me now? Every day I'm wishing it now. I think I'm going to go. There's nothing that can do to the way I can